0: Hi everybody, my name is Sandy Boucher. I'm Red Thunderbolt Woman of the Loon Clan and a proud member of Sane River First Nation in Northern Ontario and I'm welcoming you back to Episode 8 of Surviving Isolation. So this is me broadcasting from my home office here in Sandyland. Uh, who knew this was going to happen? I was thinking about that this morning. When I created this podcast, honestly, it was a self-care mechanism. It was self-preservation. I was a little freaked. I had just watched my career implode. For those of you who haven't heard previous episodes, I worked full-time as a motivational speaker. I made like 99% of my revenue during in-person sessions. And of course, when the pandemic hit and the state of emergencies were declared, public events became illegal. So essentially, my business became illegal and I needed to do something. I needed to have an avenue, a, a way to vent, a way to connect. So Surviving Isolation was born. So as always, Let's start with the statistics. On March 11th, the World Health Organization, so who declared the pandemic? Believe it or not, 57 days ago. I still can't wrap my brain around that, I just can't. Ontario, where I live, Uh, March 17th is when the state of emergency was declared, so that's 51 days ago. And because I had been traveling so much and just really wanted to make sure that I wasn't putting any loved ones at risk, I went into self-isolation on March 14th, which is 55 days ago. 55 days ago. Since then, it's been me and the cat that's it i may be starting to talk to stuffed animals i'm neither going to confirm or deny that i can say that uh, my career has morphed into doing videos as opposed to in-person engagements and i'm really having fun with that my personality is coming out hardcore the silly goofy side that normally only my close friends or family would have seen is hardcore coming out in my video. So, I hope you enjoy that. Uh, I think we're all looking for ways to have fun and new ways, obviously, because we can't go see our friends. So, we're all doing the best we can, which brings me to this week's mental health check-in. How are you doing? Truly, honestly, all kidding aside for a second. On a scale of 1 to 10, how are you doing? I want to get the email. I want to know. I love when my friends, followers, and fans email me and honestly let me know. It feels like just that distance hug, that way that we can stay in contact with each other. So please, you are not bothering me. I welcome the contact. If we've never engaged before, if you're new, then send me an email and introduce yourself. I'm enjoying having a couple new pen pals thanks to this process. So please feel free to be one of them. And by the way, You may not know this, especially if you haven't watched previous videos or listened to previous podcasts because this is released in podcast and video form, in case you didn't know that. (laughs) Every Monday. Uh, to my Sandy Boucher mailing list. I send out what I call the pick you up email and it's the best of the best COVID-19 memes. Ways to laugh. It's a way to start the day. It's a way to connect and anytime I have resources, I share it in that email as well. Go to sandyboucher.com to sign up. This is not a sales mailing list. I'm not sending out emails to tell you about my latest products although when those come out no just kidding this is for the pick you up email and it's free so sign up if nothing else you get some really good memes to share with your friends on social media making you the popular king or queen of isolation i don't know about you but i'm kind of enjoying All the online offerings, not kind of, I know I'm enjoying all the new online offerings. There's concerts online, there's courses, someone invited me to a karaoke Facebook group the other day. Now, I sing like I'm hurting my cat, which is a horrible metaphor and I don't know why I said that, but I can't sing. The only time you're going to hear me sing is if you're goofy enough to go on a road trip with me then you're going to have to deal. In my family, it wasn't about talent. It was about enthusiasm. So I grew up in a a carload of siblings and my parents singing at the top of our lungs. And I still do that. But I'm smart enough to know when I do have talent and when I don't and singing is not one of my talents. Truth be told, I've said this a hundred times, creator knows what he's doing and it's probably best that I don't sing because with my gutsy personality, I hardcore would have been one of those kids that dropped out of school at 14, hitchhiked somewhere living in my car to pursue my career. I, I totally would have gone for it, which meant my kids and my grandkids wouldn't exist and I don't want that to happen. So everything for a reason. But, I love karaoke, I so envy anyone that can sing, I just, I love that talent, I'm a hardcore cheerleader, and I have been my entire life, I was a cheerleader, like back in the day, don't even picture that, okay, just don't, don't, don't even. But. I Obviously, that's my motivational career, believing in people, inspiring them, motivating them because I genuinely believe in you. So when I'm at karaoke, I'm the one clapping and, and cheering you on because I just envy you so much. And if I get to watch that online, then I am all over that. Now, the other thing I've noticed is a whole bunch of companies, businesses, nonprofits, whatever the entity may be, are now using Zoom meetings. I'd be really interested in hearing from someone who's doing that because I've heard of cases where like non-invited people are showing up in the meetings and usually either saying something inappropriate or showing something inappropriate. And I know I've seen the posts, but I'm just wondering how Prevalent that is. Does it happen a lot? Like how, and I've heard that this has happened in invited only meetings where you need the link to get into the meeting. So you would think it's secure. Like I'm, it hasn't happened to me personally, but if it's happened to you, I would love to hear the stories. Again, email me, email me, email me. Now today, like I said, is episode eight. And if there was one thing I wanted to do with surviving isolation, it was really, keeping it real keeping it real by the way i meant to say this at the beginning thank you for being my reason for getting dressed putting on my face and showering and that would probably be way more funny if it wasn't true like, I mean, seriously, I love Fridays. I know you're my date. That's what it is. I used to love getting dressed up for a date. Now I get dressed up to shoot this video and do surviving isolation. You are a rockin' date. Thank you very much for that. Now, if you have listened to other podcasts or saw other episodes of this surviving isolation offering, you would know that usually what I share is what's working for me and what's not working for me. Well, honestly, when I thought back over the last week, and if you follow my blogcast, blogcast, what's a blogcast? I'm inviting words now, inviting words. So, okay, we're going to try that again. If you follow my blog posts, you would know that I had one heck of a week. This is not about what works and what doesn't work. This is, you know that phrase, I think it was a movie titled, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly? Okay, well for me it was the great, the bad, and the downright flippin' horrible. Like, Like, it was that kind of week. And like I said, this is about keeping it real. I'm not gonna deny that. Okay, along the lines of keeping it real, I don't look like this every day. Just putting that out there, in case you didn't figure that out. Okay, so, The good or the great part for me is definitely my business, like hardcore. I am loving that my career is becoming this video format uh, because I know when this is over, I'm going to go back to doing in-person events, and I so look forward to that. I love being in the room and the energy and the dynamic and the shared laughter. I will always cherish my last four events. They were all in one row, and there was so much laughter. I just... I hugged the stuffing out of some people that I hadn't seen in a long time, participants I hadn't seen in a long time, and I'm so glad I did that because that I didn't have any idea at the time that that hug would have to last so long, so I'm really super glad I did. But the reality is now that so much of my business is going to be offered online, it allows me so much lifetime. I had a great year last year. Again, if you follow my career, you know I broke the six-figure mark, which was absolutely amazing and a dream come true. But for the first time in my career, I also took Christmas break off and it wasn't because I was rewarding myself, it was because I was exhausted, like truth be told. That, To achieve that level of success meant being on the road an awful lot and I love my participants and I love my events, but any kind of balance just was not happening. This new online options for my courses, not only am I going to reach participants that were never able to come to my events before because all my events were closed events, you know just hosted for a specific group if you were a member of the general public you couldn't come so i love that i'm finally going to be able to offer seminars to the people that read my books or watch my videos so i love that but yes i love the fact that i'm going to be home more often i get the comfiest bed on the planet so like i miss it when i'm gone my cat misses me when i'm gone my grandkids miss me i miss my kids so There's so many, so many pluses about this, and I'm just really embracing that opportunity and loving how things are coming together. So that's the great part, but this is about being real, right? So, good, bad, ugly, so it was great, bad, and absolutely freaking horrible. The bad part, truth be told, is the isolation. At one point this week, I was just so tired of being alone. I live alone, I have a beautiful condo and I am incredibly grateful and I realize my privilege is showing like crazy because there's so many people that wish that they could isolate in the place I'm in and I know that and I own that. But that does not minimize how much I miss my friends, how much I miss my grandkids, how much I miss physical touch the hug. And I've always been a hugger. Anyone who knows me, shout out to Perro Center for Women's Enterprise. I used to stop by in there just to hug the stuff in of those women because they work so hard for the entrepreneurs. They support and encourage and love. And I wouldn't be here today without Perro. That's how I started my business. But holy molies, if I thought I loved hugs before now i truly truly do and i don't know how long it's going to be before i get to hug people again because the truth is we're going to come out of this way more aware of transmitting things and how we have to be conscious of that and and i think you know a hug is going to turn into that like the intimate kiss it's something incredibly intimate that you share with someone Just someone that you trust and is close to you so and I mean if a hug becomes more valuable I can handle that but it was a rough week and and yeah I miss so many people and I'd be willing to bet you do too and I just keep reminding myself and I know I'm not trying to minimize it and I know I'm preaching to the choir you know this but loving someone It means putting them first and caring about them and all it takes is a split second of envisioning one of my grandchildren on a ventilator, that's enough to keep me away. I, I would never want my children to go through that or my grandchildren or anyone I care. I wouldn't want anyone to go through that. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy, like seriously, I wouldn't. If I was that kind of person, I wouldn't want to be that kind of person. But that does not change the fact that isolation is lonely. So we do what we have to do. But that wasn't the horrible part. So truth be told, and people who follow my career probably know this. The people in my inner circle definitely know this. Way back when, in another lifetime, Like when I was in my early 20s. We're talking 1991 here. That's how long ago. There might be people listening to this podcast or watching this video that didn't even exist in 1991. I'll try to back away from that idea. But back in 1991, I was working actually for the federal government, one of the departments, and I got hurt at work. Long story short. Short? I have a permanent neck injury. I am constantly in pain. It usually sits around a level two, that's where I am right now, today's a good day. But I don't know if you have any kind of injury, any kind of permanent injury, but I swear to God, not only is it a weak spot in your body that you have to acknowledge, but for me it became where I carry my stress if I'm worried about something if I'm stressing about something for one I'll tend to clench my jaw which tightens the muscles in my neck which increases my neck pain and this week there were a couple of days where I was sitting like up in a 9 like a 9 and 9.5 there was one day where I literally could not sit up. My neck could not take holding up the weight of my head. It is depressing to be in that kind of pain, especially for such a long time. Uh, At one point, like I I was talking to a friend, someone that I can be totally real and honest with, and I was saying that you just get, the pain is so bad you want to do anything to stop the pain and I was at the point where I wanted to rip my own head off and thank the creator that I physically can't do that. I wouldn't know how to do that, thank God. But, because I think I would have, it was just that, Bad. And um, just my heart and soul and prayers go out to anyone who is dealing with that kind of pain. I'm so thankful that most days, like today, my pain is manageable. And it's just after so many years, it's just something I'm, I'm used to. We're looking at 30 years for me. But holy moly. And it turned out to be such a positive experience. And I know that sounds corny, but let me explain it. There was no choice. The pain was so bad that denying it, pushing it aside, even medicating it away was not an option. Pretending it wasn't happening, wasn't gonna happen. I had to sit with it. I had to walk with it. I had to journey with it. I had to own it. And I ended up, what I ended up doing was propping myself up on the couch, like literally propping up my arms, propping up my neck, and I read Deepak Chopra's Seven Spiritual Laws for Success. The first one is acceptance. I'm not even kidding. And when I started reading, I was like, oh my God, I so needed to read this today. And I accepted I was in pain. I accepted it was frustrating not to be able to enjoy my day. I accepted that I missed my family. I accepted that this was so flippin' depressing. I cried as often and as hard as I needed to. But then I fed myself good food and I drank lots of water and I just really took care of myself. and. At the end of the day, yes, the pain was still there, but I realized I need to do that way more often. That I don't want to live a life that it takes being in that much pain before I take care of myself. And, and I think that's what a lot of us are going through with this isolation. It's a real heads up. Like, do we need a pandemic to remind us how much we miss our family when we don't see them? Do we need like a health crisis to remind us to take care of ourselves? And I think for a lot of us, the answer was yes. And that's what I'm talking about getting real. I was like, holy moly, Sandy, you've got to get better at this. And for me, I'm just always head down working. So it's not even that I chose to consciously chose not to notice that I was missing my family, I was just busy. I was trying to save my business. I was busy refocusing and, and working my tush off. But at the end of the day, when I stopped and acknowledged it, that's when the weight was lifted. And that's what I was hoping to share with you today, that it's it's not go there, walk with it, admit it. Like, you know, get on a video chat with a friend and just, just share. much this sucks because then maybe we can go back to laughing at it now because of my pain one of the other things i've shared in past episodes is my steps that i was focusing on doing my steps around my condo Mm, yeah So definitely not hitting the goals that I want, Um, owning that, accepting that, acknowledging that. But here's something that I did notice that this exercise has taught me and again, I'm I'm into keeping it, like tracking it in Excel You tell I work and have stats and yeah. But anyways, I don't know if you know this and if you have a phone that has that health monitor on it, maybe start carrying it around so you can get your information. Thanks to isolation. Thanks from working at at home. Thanks from really having no reason to leave and wanting to stay home and keep people safe. I can easily, easily pull off a day where I do less than a thousand steps. That is nothing to be proud of, but that is reality. That I can do it and I've done it many, many, many times just making sure that my podcast recording is still working yes it is uh, that can't happen that can't happen I posted on Facebook this morning that I was up getting ready to do this video in fact and I was staring at my closet at all my clothes and then the thought hit me like wow how many of those cute outfits am I still gonna fit <laughs> Because the reality is we're going to deal with the consequences whether we think it's fair or not. If we're sitting there doing nothing, eating a lot of potato chips, and I'm describing my own life here, I'm not judging you, um, I'm going to deal with the consequences. I got on the weight scale this morning and I was like, okay, it could be worse, but holy moly, don't like that number. And I need to own that. And, And for me, that's empowering. Give me something I can work on. Give me something I can control so that I don't need to get totally freaked out about all the things I don't. So, are my steps working? Ah, no, but I'm learning from it and I'm going to keep going. I'm definitely not beating myself up. That's not my game. It's never my game, but I'm going to learn and improve. Can I? Thank you, Tony Robbins. Constant and never-ending improvement. That's that's my goal. What has worked for me uh, in all of that was being real, owning it, uh, crying the tears, trying to do my best, accepting when I don't without beating myself up. Really allowing myself to be silly and goofy if I want to. Shooting these videos, you know, like chatting with a friend. I've really changed my priorities in that I might be working, but if a friend messages, I'm there to talk to them. And, and because, what am I gonna say? I'm too busy? Really, seriously? Like, if you're too busy to talk to a loved one in the middle of a pandemic, then I think you better own the message that you just sent to your loved ones, right? And I don't think that's the message you want to send. So, and of course, I'm talking to people like me who are at home. I realize that there's a whole bunch of you still working nine to five, still out there, even with all these changes, probably even more stressed out. And to you guys, kudos frontline workers, our grocery stores, our pharmacy workers, like holy moly's kudos to you guys that that was not directed at you i realize you probably still don't have time you're probably working even harder than you were before and i so appreciate all the work you're doing uh that comment was definitely to the people that have all the time in the world now and are complaining about being bored you know send some love to a loved one text call video chat whatever you can do because pretending doesn't work. If there's one thing I'm really incredibly proud of is the fact that I have a house full of books. My mom did, I come by it honestly. All those, I'm gonna get to them one day. I'm getting to them. I guess this is the day, which is amazing. I love that, I absolutely love that. But I just want to close this episode off on a, a real but kind of funny note. I mean we all had to own the things we miss we can't go get our hair done we can't get our nails done i don't have my long fancy nails for the first time in like decades and if you want to know what my nails used to look like well follow me on instagram you have to go past all the pictures of my cat because she's just too adorable not to share with the world but there are pictures there of my nails and it's not that i miss like my nails looking fancy because like seriously who would see it like no one's coming say they're not here they're not going to see it and and yeah that's not the point but anyone who knows me knows that one of my pleasures in life is a super hot shower i'm not a bath person never have been super hot shower so my showers are kind of like half shower half sauna because like boiling hot. My daughter calls it devil water because I like my water hot. If it doesn't hurt, it's not hot enough. Anyways, one of the things I came to realize is when I had my long nails, every time I washed my long hair, I got the wickedest head massage. I miss my head massages. I guess what I'm saying is I miss physical touch. Even from me, this is getting depressing anyways we are on what was the day now i'm on day 55 yes and i'm still hanging in there i'm still laughing i'm still believing in you and i'm still reaching out any way i can i want to hear from you i want to hear how you're doing so please give me a heads up give me a call give me send me an email whatever the case may be reach out to me on facebook i would love 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 to hear from you Until next time, take care of yourself, stay well, stay safe, and please, please, stay home. This is Sandy Boucher with Surviving Isolation. Until next week, I love you, bye-bye.